da 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 Scoop is here, all on his own, ready to tell you about the things you know. It's gonna be cool, you're gonna enjoy it. Hopefully, Scoop's here. Hey guys, Rob here, um, from G.I. Joburg, and welcome to episode 262, Scoopful of our most popular scoops. It's me, Rob, and I'm joined by... Nobody tonight, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, it depends. Uh, going by our most popular videos, I think it's unfortunate for a couple of you people out there listening, but hopefully the most of you, you're quite excited to hear me coming at you. So, what's going on? Paul, unfortunately, his power went out, so he was not able to join tonight. And Stephen um, is in the process of, of, I don't know, moving across the entire country of Australia doing something. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe he'll explain it next time he comes around. It's, I'm sure it'll be epic. It'll be interesting. It'll be amazing. And yeah, so tonight it's just me and the concept for this episode that it sort of came out of what this entire month of uh, at least August and July seems to have felt like um, with the, the two episodes on international backyards and then our uh, focus on Cujo's most recent Mile High stories as well as the Megatron, Mega Hiss, uh, Stephen's big review, it seems like we're being very introspective or um, self-reflective currently, um, a mood that we all seem to be having. And I thought I'd keep that going with this episode, just keep it light, keep it breezy, and I would basically just explore our most popular videos on YouTube based off of uh, views. And just to say a little bit something about well, each of them, uh, maybe go over through a few comments, um, talk about that. But yeah, that's the basic concept of this episode. If that is something you want to listen to, keep listening. Uh, and you don't have to look at anything. I'll be showing a bunch of screens of, uh, of each of the comments from each video, but it's still very much a listening only uh, affair, as it were. Um, for those of you asking, how am I doing? I I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I don't know if you can hear, but I have been battling a cold over this past weekend. And if I sniffle a bunch, uh, I do apologize. But let's let's cut the preamble and let's get right into it. And also excuse any button clicks that maybe Stephen won't be able to take out in post. <laughs> good luck, Steve. And yeah, let's dive right into it. So. Also, by being introspective and uh, self-reflective, it's also kind of like an exploration of uh, the way the channel has kind of grown and changed, I think, over the years. Um, and it's just kind of interesting to kind of go back and kind of see the most popular things have often even been just some of our oldest things. Um, and maybe think about why are some of these things still so super popular? Um, I guess just because uh, over time, you know, they just keep, keep, keep growing, but anyway. I am rambling on for way too long. So, what are we looking at tonight? Tonight, so a brief overview so we all have an idea of what's going on. These are the 10 episodes on our, or 10 videos on our channel that are the most popular. As you can see, most of them are reviews. Well, as, as you can see if you're, if you're looking at the screen. Out of the 10, at least, I'm counting them now. <laughs> One, two, three. 
okay, so you can only actually okay. So most of them are actually reviews. Fantastic. Um, as well as exploration of Steven's collection, um, some of Steve's favorite non-GI Joe vehicles, and also two well, three parts, actually, three play motions from different eras in our um well in, in, in our, our progression of, of developing play motion. So number one, our most viewed video is actually the mobile command center, which I think was one of Steven's earliest reviews. Um, or at least one of his earliest ones where he started to take the toys outside and kind of like explore what it was to be outside with the toy. And I think this is this is like what started to really capture people's interest in in what we were doing with toys. Um, and thankfully, people are always absolutely growing, absolutely amazing, and wow, very accepting of of what we do here and how we've kind of like changed and grown over the years. And the first comment that I thought was interesting, um, now I want to draw attention to you, is here from Ken Haldenby, who says, this is one of my favorite Joe vehicles when I was a kid, not to mention the only large one I ever got. It was also the one I had that had US flags on it. Being from Canada, all the others had the good old red and white maple leaf. But my aunt actually drove, her, drove over to Detroit to buy it for me the Christmas I got it. It quickly became the centerpiece of every adventure after that. Now that's interesting. I actually hadn't realized. I mean, I think so. Action Force obviously had their own branding and whatever else in in Europe and and UK, but I'd never thought that Canada had its own branding too. I don't think I, personally I've ever seen any pictures of Jojo vehicles with Canadian flags on, and that's to me at least was quite fascinating. Um, it was a theme that I think you'll find going through these comments um, or going through this this process of uh, self-reflection. Um, many of these our most viewed videos are of the bigger vehicles. Um, I think a lot of the time it's people who either never had them or they're curious about getting them because I promise you these videos have, and I'm sure a lot of reviews that people have gone on YouTube to look at have encouraged a lot of people to buy a lot of these vehicles. And <laughs> that's so cool. Um, I absolutely love that people have gone out of the way to to find these vehicles and and just add them to your collections and just keep this this hobby going and keep it alive. Another cool comment, I well, an interesting comment. Um, David Bellinger said, um, "Love it. I remember getting this for Christmas. It was a big gift as we did not have a lot of money. My mother hid it until everyone opened all their gifts. Then, like the Red Rider BB gun, I heard, what's that behind the couch?'" Although my father was a drunk, so it took nine nine-year-old hours to assemble alone. David, I'm sorry you had to do that all on your own, but I hope the experience of owning it and and having the mobile command center was absolutely amazing. And just it's it's incredible that that you even got to be able to have this toy. I think as a, as a kid, um, and I, I hope things got better on later in life. I I. I'd like to think that they did. Um, another one I really enjoyed, another really cool co comment, um, which links to something else, um, something interesting, because I think we obviously put as much as we know about these toys into these reviews, but 
as I'm looking through them, you often discover a lot more about the toys than even you yourself knew about them. And Dave Lovelock brings up an interesting point. Um, one thing to note about the MCC, I'm pretty sure it was going to have another feature dropped during production. The front was going to be a ramp that dropped down like a landing craft. When I did this custom, I found places where a hinge and stops were molded in, and only a very slight mod to make the ramp swing down. After clearing an aisle through level one and the drive section, troops can clear out and leave via the ramp. It makes so much sense with weapon racks right for the troops to grab before they run out. And I believe he actually created his own custom of this. Uh, which I should have preloaded. <laughs> um, but that's wild. I mean, that he was able to figure this out and make it something doable and looking at the pictures that he shared it certainly looks like something that they might have intended on doing but with so many other things going on on the, with this vehicle i guess they kind of had to drop it um but that's really cool I mean, i'm glad that dave shared this, she shared this and i hope uh, other people will have a look at this and and see what they can do with it um and a comment that comes up a lot and uh, is obviously something that's that's behind what TGI Joburg does and what is what often what we're encouraging everyone to do. Um, Dan Morris here, he says, I found one of these as a church flea market for $5 about 10 years ago. In great shape. Inbox, missing a few pieces. Haven't checked it out much since I bought it. Obviously, we're playing with these toys. I mean, especially later on, we're playing with them. We're having tons of fun going out there with them and and just rediscovering what it is to rediscover your childhood, which I think on all of these videos, on, on probably on every review you've ever watched and, and listened to of um, toys from your childhood, people bring being taken back to when they were children. And I encourage Dan, if you're listening, go and go and play with this and take it out of the box. If you bought, got it for $5, um, yeah, you'll probably make a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> selling that on the secondary market but i think you will definitely have a lot more fun with it if you have it for yourself and you keep it and you play with it just have a have a great and fantastic time with it uh, you'll definitely enjoy it so i think this is the video where i had the most comments where i was uh, i was just kind of slowly getting into it so darkest toys says i never had any of the weapons or accessories for any of my joes Wonder what happened to them all? Did I really just lose them in the, in the yard? Yes, Darkest Toys, unfortunately you did. They all disappeared into the grass <laughs> and uh, never to be seen again. Um, that's another interesting thing. <clears throat> the way that people play with their toys is so different. Um, I think also the interest in these bigger play sets is that often people had to choose between one or the other. Um, a lot of people often mention not having enough money they would have to you know either have this one or that one or the other one and just having to kind of like maybe not settle but kind of like choose your favorite one and i think it's great that the the, the, the line had that sort of longevity where it would allow people to kind of make those decisions and choose the ones that are for them 
And another theme that kind of comes out, or at least maybe it's, it's, a, it's a theme that I'm I'm kind of picking up on, um, Louis Ignacio Lolu, the Silvano, mentioned mentions how he loved these toys. I love those toys. Is there anything like them nowadays? And he he mentions the core. So Louis from five years ago, there are definitely tons of toys like this today. Um, a lot of people have taken to their to custom making their own figures, and of course, there's all of the fantastic projects where where figures are being created outside of the the bigger um, company in uh, structures <clears throat> outside of the bigger company structures and just creating the toys that people want to see i think probably the the, the biggest success um recently um would be the create your own figure thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with remembering names. So the create your own figure thing, um, which which uh, I think completely funded, and and is is just sudden is is such a cool idea to see so many new GI Joes coming out at a time where 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 the focus is not so much on toys anymore. It's more on like digital stuff, but I think on big things, which I think is probably what um, what also Louis is probably or Lolo is referring to. There isn't so many terribly, terribly big things. I mean, the Hiss, I believe, is now fully funded, almost 30,000 people um, with less than 12 hours to go, six hours probably at this point, actually. Um, so they're still coming out um, by degrees. And so there are a few things. There are a few things going on here. And another cool, cool um, running theme throughout um, a lot of these uh, comment sections, which brought up by a couple of people, but... I think on this on, on this video it was let me find him again. I promise I totally prepared for this. I'm I'm very ready. But <clears throat> Shogun Fox asks, do any of you notice that, that all places don't have bathrooms? <laughs> This theme goes into um, several of the other videos where people are mentioning that um, where are the toilets? There are no bathrooms. I mean, every single place that seems to have a prison, a prison in the command center, but no toilets. And that certainly got me thinking. It's the same like on um, television shows like Star Trek and all that. Like, where are the toilets? You never see the toilets. They're there. Um, people use them. I suppose just it's a function that you don't really think about. So moving on to our next biggest video. Um, it was the USS flag review where Stephen debuted his incredible modifications to the USS flag. And up front, because a lot of people always ask this, what are the dimensions? What is a, what is the, the, the measurements for this thing that Stephen has built? And if you're looking for those dimensions, Drop us a mail on a real South African hero at gmail.com and we will send you detailed pics and you will you can create your own version of this the modification that Stephen came up with um, to make your USS flag mobile and, and get it moving around and just yeah, make it more than just something that has to sit in one room, take up tons of space, make it something that can move around and be yours. 
um, yeah, so drop us a mail and we will definitely send you detailed pics explaining how Stephen came up with this entire concept. So one of my favorite comments, because I mean, it's always interesting being um, outside of the United States um, and trying to collect toys. I like this comment from Shuriken Gaming, where he says, when I grew up here in Germany, it was so hard to get Joe action figures. When finally a Toys R Us store opened in town, at least we had access to some of this awesome stuff. Really envy your collection, my friend. Unfortunately, my mom gave away all my toys, including G.I. Joe's, Star Wars, and Transformers when I moved out. It's a shame. I really miss the good old times. That's crazy. Even in a country like Germany, they struggle to get awesome toys. I, I feel more now for my European compadres. Who, uh, who struggled through their childhoods trying to get the best toys possible. And they were all just in the United States, just uh, across the pond, um, waiting for us. But I think it's great that a toy line produced in the States touched people across the entire planet. Um, I mean, there, there are big channels now in Australia. Uh, I mean, we have lots of people that watch us from, from all over the world. And that's just... To me, that's amazing. That it kind of like keeps this alive inside you, this this childhood um, kind of like playfulness. I think you can never be too old to play with your toys. And this is something that comes up in some of the other comments that I found that um, I, 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 I was thinking about later on. And, yep, exactly right there. Todd Sperling uh, says, so I guess you're never too old to, play with, old to play with toys. Exactly. That is the entire point of our channel, is is to encourage anyone and everyone, whatever age you are, just go and play. Have fun. Have a great time. Just with whatever you're doing, whether it's G.I. Joe, it's, uh, you know, other superhero stuff, it's um, Transformers. Just have a fantastic time with whatever you're doing and have fun with it. Just whatever age you are, just have fun. If you have kids, have fun with them. Just have a really great time. Once again, it's another video where, I mean, yes, there are several voices on here. Um, one person asks, uh, does the person doing the video have multiple personality disorder? And uh, I suppose in a way, Stephen does, um, he's able to do a ton of voices, which I mean, I think is more to do with his acting ability than um, with his, uh, with, a, with <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever else is going on up there. Um, but we're just really good with voices. I mean, Stephen especially is, has been able to capture a lot of, of nuance and interest um, in, in all these characters. And that's also something that a lot of people always mention is that the, he especially gets the, the characters. Actually, I, I saw the comment right now, actually, uh, the multiple personality disorder comment. Oh my goodness, Stephen! I hope 
<laughs> we can cut some of this out. <laughs> There's also a great comment on here by Mundane05, who suggested we should take it out on the ocean. I'm hoping that was a comment that came in before we ever put it out on the ocean. And yeah, our oh man, they should have taken this to the sea as well. We we certainly did. We certainly did take it out to the sea. <laughs> and also, here's another little bit of information um, that I didn't realize, um, and that kind of like brings up something funny about Larry Harmer and probably make, made it a lot easier for him to remember these characters and, and their functions. Valkyrie Magnus says, funny, Kilhor's real name is Everett Colby. Everett is the site of a Navy base and the major street of the city is Colby. Obviously, totally, completely on purpose. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so far we've had two absolutely huge play sets in or vehicles in the gi joe mythos the mobile command center the uss flag and to round it out the other absolutely gigantic playset vehicle um would be our number three most popular video which is the defiant launch complex review which followed on i think fairly close on to our review what well, is our unboxing of it where where we discovered that it was completely ruined. <laughs> well, not completely ruined, but I mean, the one door is completely damaged and broken apart. Um, and once again, if you're interested to, to learn how Stephen um, fixed that and put it together, drop us a mail at realsouthafricanhero.gmail.com and he will, he will share that story with you. How he eventually managed to get that thing to fit back together and, and just, yeah to make it work again. <laughs> and especially on this one, because I think this is probably one of the, um, the vehicles that we haven't featured in the play motion thus yet. And I think as some people have mentioned and said, um, feature this and i think this is definitely something that that we want to put into a player motion at some point and i hopefully um i don't know maybe this year we'll we'll, we'll make it work because i think steven steven's going to be back in south africa back in cape town for a bit and um hopefully paul's going to be able to join us down here and i think this is the best opportunity for us to make that happen so any ideas you have for a defiant uh, story where the fight is featured uh, definitely send them our way so one of my favorite um, comments from this and from most of the videos, and I think is uh, representative of a lot of what we're trying to do in G.I. Jarberg. Michael Johnson says, this was an awesome review. I don't think I'll get the Defiant, but I feel like I know it by heart now. Thanks for the tour. I think the Defiant, especially, as well as the USS flag, kind of like turning points. Um, where we started kind of move away from just kind of looking clinically at the toys themselves in, in kind of like a, a turnaround environment and Steven starts taking them out um, or 
or in this, creating an entire um, outer space section. Um, you also notice that the, the, the wearing of the black gloves in this one, we never did that again. <laughs> I think at this point, um, we hadn't quite yet settled into the idea of play motion yet. I think we were still trying to kind of minimize the, the human aspect in the videos themselves. But still exploring the entire vehicle as properly and as completely as possible. And I think it's great. I'm, I'm great that you can come away from having watched one of these videos and go, even though I'll never be able to own one of these, I feel like I know it now. I feel like I have earned this. And I'm glad that we can kind of bring that feeling to people when they do watch these. comment that doesn't come out quite what come come up very often but this sometimes but i mean it also conflicts with with some things that other people say um i think has to do with it to a degree of realism and i think that's kind of where this commenter is coming from to a certain degree izzy santiago says i'm a gi joe 1960s 1970s og and i still have most of my collection these tiny, weeny, so-called Giangios were a great disappointment to the original 12-inch collectors. And I imagine that the 1980s collectors feel like they're also OG collectors um, because they're the, the OG collectors of the three and three quarter inch line. And I, 20, 30 years from now, the people who collected classified will be like, I was the OG classified six-inch collecting Giangio people. Um, and I'm not putting down anything anything he said in here. I think it's fantastic that people uh, have attached so much worth to their own collections. Because obviously we have, as well, to our own, our teeny, weeny um, G.I. Joes were a huge success and made us happy. I mean, obviously they must have. We're still talking about them 30, 40 years later. And I think... I think at some point it would be really cool to kind of like talk to people who 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 were only 12 inch collectors or and like kind of get their perspective on like what was what was it about gi joe that they really enjoyed like what attracted them to gi joe because i think especially the real american hero collectors or people who grew up with real american hero it was, it was the, the, the smaller the, the figure made it easier to have fantastic vehicles. It's a toy, it's a figure and vehicle line where together it all comes together for fantastic fun playtimes. So I'd actually be very curious to kind of hear more from 12-inch collectors um, what their opinions are of... Um, of the later lines. Because, I mean, at this point... Real American Hero is from the 80s. It's 40th anniversary now, um, or the start of Real American Hero, and then going further back, I mean, it is it is nostalgia. It's a childhood thing for us at this point, um, reliving our childhoods and kind of like keeping this alive, um, keeping us, you know, keeping us going. And I think definitely the, the, the Defiant video is one of those ones where you really see us just having fun with it and kind of just showcasing 
<laughs> um, how cool this stat is. And just showing off where we'll be going later on through our videos. It was definitely a, a lot of fun. So next up, we have um, us playing with the toys. And our fourth um, most watched video is Blazing Sand Part 3, which unsurprisingly was um, the introduction of the useless flag on water, um, which was an absolute hit. Um, I think I wouldn't I wouldn't say that um, this is the best thing we've ever done, but a lot of people <laughs> certainly think so. Um, and it came it came in in a fantastic story, like um, one of the last ones that we did, um, well pre COVID, um, and. It's kind of cool to go back and look at this and and imagine life before COVID and and all the crazy shit that's happened since then. Um, but yeah, we're all in a different place now, but we still play with our toys um, and we still have fun with it and have a great time. Um, probably one of my favorite comments um, of this one is from Zayed Shakur. Shakur, I hope I didn't butcher your name there. He says, I really like what you did here. Just plain old action figure fun. I love the voiceovers and the mouth effects. Reminds me why I've collected toys since I was a kid, to play with them. And that's, once again, that's something that we're always driving home. Play motion, playing with your toys, have fun, just, just go crazy. Have fun with it. And um, certainly taking the flag out on the sea was an absolutely harrowing experience. Um, we've, we've certainly talked about it endlessly but it was definitely a lot of fun to be able to to make this happen and it looks amazing out on the sea and it looks right it looks proper it looks it's where it belongs i don't know what else i can say <laughs> so now one of our other top top videos well, the next top video is cobra bug review and i think this is also one of those ones where people we're gripped by putting it in the mud, taking the toy out of the of where it was, you know, in, inside a collection and putting it outside. As Arium says, seeing you guys playing with this in the muddy water brought back some serious memories. I used to play with my 1993 Kenner Jurassic Park vehicles and dinosaurs in the mud after it rained here in Texas and pretend it was the jungle. That's it right there. We wanted to move away from the sort of sterile environment of, of many of our earlier reviews. We were kind of like focused more on being professional and showing uh, every angle of the vehicle and, and give you the most comprehensive review possible and just showing you what the vehicles can do in the environment that they were designed for. These are toys. Go and play with them. Go play with them and have fun. Um, one thing I'll say, I'm very disappointed the Cobra Bugs review is higher up than the Cobra. <laughs> I want to say the shark head. <laughs> the hammerhead. The hammerhead. I, I'm, I'm very upset. It's almost twice, twice as popular. Come on, guys. Hammerhead fans, get it up there. Um, also feeding into a previous comment and something I mentioned um, while, while talking on the 
talking on the mobile command center, AT commented, this is when they made toys right. We don't got anything good like this no more. It's true. Um, there's obviously been a, a huge shift in what people play with these days. It's it's very much become digital. There's less focus on physical items. Um, but thankfully, there's enough of us out here that still enjoy the physicality of items. Um, and maybe not just the, the collectors um, who get the high-end statues, but just having cool-looking things for ourselves and hopefully for our kids to play with. Because... If I ever had kids, I'd absolutely love for them to play with my John Joe collection. But they're vintage. You know, that's the one problem. They're fantastic, but they're also vintage. So you want to take them out, but you also want to be careful with them. And that's the, I suppose, the, the razor's edge. Like, you want everyone to enjoy these and have that joy that you had. And as I, as I said before, there are people making new toys these days. You just got to find them. You got to go out and look for them. They're not as easy to find as they used to be, but they are there. Go and find them. So our next video is, is one of the, um, is one of the cooler ones because it, it kind of, for me at least, because it showcases a lot. Ah, oh, it's, it's, I mean, so everything that Stephen plays with is obviously everything that I've always played with. And the top five non-Jojo vehicles is everything that we grew up with and that we played with and had tons of fun with incorporating into our Jojo playtime or into any of our playtime. And for this one, for this video, I would say go and read these comments for yourself because this is probably one of my favorite comment sections on any of our videos because it's, there's just too many. There's so many stories of, of what people have done with their own toys, their favorite toys that they played with, um, toys that, that they still play with with their kids. And just sharing like what, what, what their favorite things were to incorporate with their Joes and with anything else that they played with. So I would, I highly recommend that you go and check out this comment section because it's it's wholesome, it's fantastic. Um, and you, you might find some other things in here that you used to play with yourself and and that might inspire you to, I don't know, there's just, yeah, there's too many of them to read. Um, people just having great fun with the great toys and the ways that the people use their imagination um, let this comment section inspire you, basically. I think even more so than, than our videos, let, let other people's experiences um, give you the inspiration to go and do what you want to do. Have fun. Have a good time. So we've that's top five videos. So now we're heading into the next five videos. And the next one is Stephen's collection. So this was... I think probably one of the most requested things um, at the time or ever was show us your collection, Stephen. Um, and uh, something that a lot of people brought up, which I think uh, they really appreciate. Um, Stephen is very fortunate in that his collection, it was in the same place now as it was when he was growing up. It's in his childhood room, um, which 
because I spent so much time with Stephen uh, growing up, it his his parents' house, his childhood room feels as much my room as it does his, <laughs> strangely enough. Um, I spent endless hours in that house. I feel like even more so than many of the other places I lived in since, since being a child, I can remember the layout of that house so much easier um, than most any other place. And because my collection resided with his all that time, it, it just felt natural to just be in that space. And it, it always inspired us, always created the opportunities of us wanting to to play and to have a fun time. And anytime I, 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 I've gone back to that house, I just, it makes me feel, makes me feel young again. It makes me feel like a child. And uh, I'm glad I, I have a place to go to that makes me feel like that. And I hope you do too. And I think for a lot of people, it is the toys themselves that transport us back in time and to, and, and keep us going. Um, Steven Seagal, yes, we have famous um, uh, watchers, um, listeners, says, back again, back again to watch this video. I love the channel. Every time I watch your videos, I find myself on eBay searching for toes to buy. <laughs> That's another theme. Uh, if we're not encouraging you to play with your toys, at least we're encouraging you to go out there and add to your collection. <laughs> go buy toys. Go have fun. Um, and I think Stephen at the end mentions, this is my collection and you guys, you know, other ones coming up. Paul has done his collection, I believe. And... Probably a question that I think sometimes comes up, doesn't very often because you know it's just me. Um, well, what about Rob's collection? <laughs> I promise you, you do not want to see it. It is, it is not, is not well displayed. Um, they're essentially cramped all into like two or three shelves. A lot of my stuff is still in boxes because since being well, since leaving my childhood home. Um, or childhood apartment at the age of 18 um, and having moved a lot since then a lot of my stuff is in boxes and has been in boxes I mean not so much the toys but a lot of my other possessions like my comics and other things have been in boxes for decades at this point 10 to 20 years uh, that I haven't even had an opportunity to look in at them again and kind of like remember all the stuff that I grew up with and uh, yeah, it's unfortunately it's taken me forever, and I'm, I'm it's still a process. I'm hoping to to get get to the end of it at some point. Goodness, I, I you will have that video at some point. You will you will see how <laughs> you will be embarrassed for me. I promise you. You it's not going to be a good time. <laughs> uh, sorry. So next up on our, our most popular videos is Atlantis Factor Part 4, which features the headquarters command center. So Atlantis Factor obviously being our first play motion storyline, um, we're very much, very, very much, I mean, because I think there has been kind of like a shift over, over time. Um, we're very much showing, really showing off one key 
thing in almost every single video. And this one's one was the the command center. And it, it definitely shows, shows it all fantastically. And um, why is this episode so popular? It's not just because of the command center, but because apparently it's our funniest episode yet or ever. Um, people, <laughs> people really found the jokes in this one landed. It landed really good, um, really well. Um, it's probably one of our funniest episodes yet. And I'm glad that we were able to make you laugh. Um, uh, thankfully, you're laughing with us. Uh, I do appreciate that. Laughing with us is is totally fine, acceptable, and fun. And probably one of the, the key ones here, um, who kind of like sums up uh, development of the channel. Um, Dave's Toy Cave commented, you guys have done, have come a long way. Really nice from reviews to environmental reviews to now nicely made videos. I do believe this is your new calling, guys. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's that sums up our um, development, um, where we kind of come from just straightforward, really intense reviews, and we've moved on to, as you said, to taking the toys outside. And now it's literally just taking the toys out and playing with them. Um, you do the review in your mind. You get to see the things in action, and I think that's the best review you could ever have. Is um, what you can do with it is is the fun you're having with it. Yeah. Okay, we're down to the last of the top ten. So uh, it's our final review. Um, not final review, but it is a review. It is the Thunderclap review, and this, it still floors me, looking at this video and seeing the price tag on this, this behemoth toy that we managed to find at a local toy shop here, a second-hand toy shop, not even a second-hand toy shop, but kind of like a, uh, not a chain store toy shop, basically. It costs 250 Rand. 250 rand, which is, oh, it's like nothing. It's nothing. I can't even imagine what these go for today. And that's also another thing. People always mention, um, ah, everything's so expensive now. I know. I remember when I was a kid, things were so much cheaper. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, Personally, I don't understand inflation. If someone can explain inflation to me, uh, I'd love to understand. But I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. Why things have to get more expensive over time. But anyway, um, Yordle 2010 mentions there was definitely potential for this vehicle. Said to be so much more than what it ended up turning out to be. Still, I have to give it to the designers that is somewhat realistic for a 1989 release. That's also something I think what happened with uh, A Real American Hero is a lot of people were in it for the realism. They're in it for the the real military action, the, the toys that kind of felt more realistic and, and fit into a real-world setting where they could kind of play with them and imagine them being with them in, in a real place. Um, 
and it's interesting that some people sort of um, were able to kind of suspend their disbelief and move past just the realism. Because I mean, I think we've often gone on about how how um, how awesome things are when they are realistic. But also, we enjoy the the outlandish stuff. I mean, the Cobra Bug as well is is quite outlandish, and is a fantastic example of something that that really does work. Though it comes together, it's a fantastic toy. And something that a lot of people brought up there, that I think we missed out on, um, that apparently the Thunderclap is very reminiscent of the M65 Atomic Annie Cannon. Um, we we obviously never knew about that. And uh, having seen pictures of it, it is obviously a precursor to the Thunderclap itself, I think. And it's a definite inspiration for the Thunderclap. And um, it's cool when I see people who played with other toys coming into our comment sections, like Terry Jones, who says, I'm starting to think I made a big mistake getting into Transformers over G.I. Joe. Terry, that was no mistake. Transformers are absolutely tons of fun. I'm glad that you grew up with some toys, any toys. Transformers are a great toy line to have grown up with. Um, and it's, it's good that you keep that you kept that with you and you kept that alive. Or something I forgot to mention on um, Atlantis Factor Part Four. Someone mentioned Friendly Metroid um, mentioned hand explosions, <laughs> and I see that that's a real thing. It's not just stuff that we did. It's stuff that that, that uh, I think Cody incorporated into his international backyard in 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 uh, earlier this month or in July this year. It's a real thing. It's an absolute real thing. <laughs> okay, so we're coming to the end of this this little exploration um, where we come to the start, essentially. So the final of our most popular videos, number 10, is Atlantis Factor Part 1, featuring the tactical, tra transportable tactical battle platform. Transportable, ah, transportable tactical battle platform. <laughs> and this is this is the turning point where Stephen was just like, we're getting old. Yeah, we're not we're old, but um, we're older now, but I'm missing playing with toys. And this is essentially the origin of where we, where you can really see that we are still very much focusing on the toy. And a lot of the dialogue is basically saying what the toy is, is saying what it does, lower the platform that can be used to bring up the vehicle. Um, but it's in service of a story, or at least it's, 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 it's presented as a plot or story. And this is essentially the original play motion. This is where it all began, where we kind of threw out doing reviews and we're just like, let's just play with the toys. And obviously that's the direction we've gone through and gone into over the last four, four, six years now. Um, and thankfully a lot of people have come, come with us on that journey and, and always grateful for it. And this comment, um, which I think Stephen has previously hearted, um, I think 
it's a fantastic um, teal deer or too long didn't read um, for basically our entire um, outlook when it comes to, to G.I. Joe, to toys, to playing, um, basically to everything that, that, that we do um, here at G.I. Joburg and hopefully uh, encourage other people to do. So um, I'm going to wrap it up with uh, this final comment, which um, <laughs> this is probably one of my favorites. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't like it yet, but there, I liked it. It is definitely one of my favorites. Um, so the Rectits says, this is the most thug life shit I think I've ever seen. To have the balls as a grown man to not only film yourself playing with G.I. Joe's, but to do it with 100% sincerity in the hope that others will enjoy is really some next level stuff. It's not a cheap parody or some robot chicken stuff. You honor the characters knowing each one was and still is someone's favorite, mine being Firefly. I just watched you guys do what I've thought about doing ever since the day I put her all away in the attic. You guys just said effort and did it anyway, knowing somewhere there were people out in the world who enjoy watching these figures come to life again. And the proof is in the comments. Well done, fellas. And I mean, this is probably feels like a lot of kind of like a bat, bat, back patting and kind of like, uh, wow, look how cool we are. Um, <laughs> which I suppose to some degree, that's, that's, that's what this entire episode has been. And, um, and, but I mean, it, it really is more of like a, a reflection and a look back on kind of like where we've come from. And it's, it's been a, this entire month, these last few episodes have been a very good experience for me to kind of like see um, what's been going on in G.I. Joe. Um, especially what's been going on in G.I. Joburg. I mean, um, I took a break from, from G.I. Joburg for a little bit. I came back, and I'm glad to be back. I'm glad I'm here with you guys, and I'm glad that so many people are still on this journey with us, um, that we started more, more, more years ago than I can count. I mean, four years ago. Um, because at the end of Atlantis Back to Part 1, um, you you were only gonna get part two if you if you, you helped us get the joke on. <laughs> Thankfully, we did manage to get there um, in the end. But it's it's more of a self reflection, I think. Um, at least that's kind of the mood that I've been in for the last the past month, and was the inspiration for this episode was to look at what what other people have found. That's been really good about G.I. Joburg, especially on the YouTube channel, especially in the videos that we've produced um, and made. And just kind of like remember what people have enjoyed and how we've enjoyed making it and, and producing it and having a, a really fantastic time. And remembering that you can always do this. You can always do this. You can have fun. Keep on going. There's so many comments from people that are like, I'm 46 and I was an army vet and I'm I own a gun shop and I'm still playing with my toys. Um, absolutely amazing, guys. Whoever you are, wherever you are, just be young. Be young in your heart. Be young in in what you're doing, in in whatever you're whatever you're doing. Be young. Have a great time. Have fun. There's a lot of bad stuff in the world, but 
sometimes you just have to you have to turn it off entertain yourselves and have fun because in the end it's it's your time it's it's whether you're spending it alone, you're spending it with friends, you're spending it with family, you can involve anyone to to have a good time. There's also great comments as well from someone who was like, I still play with my toys, my kids will always look at me real funny until I turn the power off and they've got to join me. <laughs> it's also a really great one. Um, so I hope this hasn't been too boring. Um, listening to me kind of like go back and and kind of see where we came from and and kind of get a sense an idea a motivation for where to go next and it, it definitely has um i hope i hope this has given you an opportunity to kind of like sit down and think for yourselves like well, what have you enjoyed the most over the last couple of years what you know it doesn't even have to be judge but like put it in the comments I, I love catching up on the comments these days. Um, after doing this, uh, it's 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 crazy. It's I don't know. I'm it's late. I'm I'm getting tired. <laughs> but yeah, if if take away nothing else from this, uh, except one thing: go play with the toys, have fun. I hope this hasn't been too boring for you guys. <laughs> um, expect new episodes every single week, and yeah, we, we're. We're never going to stop, or at least uh, not anytime soon. <laughs> and yeah, um, if you've enjoyed this, I, uh, I salute you. Thank you for joining me on this uh, one-hour journey while we uh, kind of like, yeah, as I said, I think it's been a self-reflective time. It's It's been an exploration. I'm repeating myself now. This is what happens when you let me talk. This is why I, I leave Stephen and, and Paul to talk. <laughs> um, check out Steve's top five non-GI Joe vehicles for Joe's comment section and rediscover your childhood. And let us know what uh, some of your favorite videos you've watched on the internet um, and your favorite moments of, of stuff you've done. But anyway... Next episode, it's going to be all three of us. It's going to be amazing. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming out. Uh, support us if you like. Uh, email us. Uh, get our comments, uh, our thoughts. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, later. I don't know what that is, but that's something. <laughs> cheers, cheers. This has been two episode. This has been episode two sixty two of Giant Joe